there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Wait a minute. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I got the other one too. I'm just reading, just reading the wrong one. Uh, you just no. you just went full, Ralph. <laughs> you never go you full, went, Ralph. You went man. Ralph to a level that Ralph hasn't gone. <laughs> hey, Ralph, here's a new opening. And now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to an edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It is Falcons Hate Week, but before we get started, I want to tell you about support for Armchair, and this podcast comes from Manscaped. They are the number one, Dave, they are number one in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering for your family Jules, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 proprietary skin safe technology on this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. That's very important. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing in the past. Don't use the same trimmer on your face that you use on your balls. That's nasty. Manscaping also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. You always put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on your smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tool for the job. Your balls will thank you. So Dave, it's Falcon Hate Week. Mm-hmm. I just and want to say, of, of all the, of all the, you know, we've really grown as a podcast. <laughs> we have, and the thing I'm most proud of as we have grown is the higher quality ad that we get, and you know, the great comedy <laughs> that we get to read now. Well, here's the thing: we've made it. We finally we've made, made it. it. Well, look, we will endorse just about anything. The only ad we ever turned down was a guy. He had a manifesto about gun rights, and he wanted to sponsor the podcast. And me and this is back in the day when me and Kevin only had like a hundred listeners, and we had a powwow, and we were like, we can't have the guy with the guns, gun rights manifesto. And Kevin was like, yeah, but you're conservative. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know the gun rights manifesto. We, we, so that's the only ad I think we've ever turned down in the history of the show. Um, how, how much did Angry Houdat want to pay you? He wanted to pay me a six-pack of beer, but two of them were already open. <laughs> so, Fredo's at the live chat, on the live stream. Thanks. Join us in the live stream. Ask us questions. Um, Andrew is currently trying to survive Disneyland, Disneyland with his family. Uh, I'm already four drinks in tonight, as you can see. Uh, so, Dave. No, actually, uh, we can't see you. <laughs> 
So Dave, how was your Halloween? My Halloween was fantastic. My kid, he dressed up as a pirate for the, the, the church trick-or-treating. And then on Halloween, he dressed it as SWAT. He got a crap ton of candy that he ate and just, I think he had so much sugar in his body, he could have been me. You, he, he was like a sm- he was like a he's like a smaller version of you. And part of me was like, how can you stuff that many mini airheads in your mouth at the same time, kid? Are you really a Cariello? Like it was it was insane, Dave. Like this kid. Wait, so what? What did he dress up as? He dressed up as as a pirate on no. Sunday night, but on on actual Halloween, he went yeah. as a SWAT team person because it was cold here, so oh, we dressed okay. him in you know, the, yeah, the yeah. SWAT team because you can layer it underneath and then put the SWAT outfit on him and he was warm. Right. Well, the Halloween night outfit, that's that's the one that counts. That's yeah. the one when, you, when you're like 35 years old and you said, oh, when I was three years old, th- this is what I was for Halloween. It, it's the costume you wear. Halloween night. It's not the one you wear when you go to like trunk or treat at your school, <laughs> uh, or if you have some, you know, you go to a party, some other social function. Uh, it's the Halloween night costume. That's the official Halloween costume for for the year. So, so yeah, I did not because it because I was planning on going as a pirate, and the weather changed on us. My pirate outfit. Uh, I just had like a shirt and a hat. So when he went as SWAT, I couldn't go as a pirate. So we weren't a tandem. So. That's disappointing. I wanted to go. Well, the thing is, I had ordered my. By the way, people, you should order it. It's at the link to our site. Uh, It's a Forever Twenty Eight to Three T-shirt. That's what you should order to to appreciate and get into full hate week for the Falcons. Uh, Listen, Dave. The Saints have had. It's it's been a while since you know they played a game, but they had a ton of news since we've been gone. We'll review the first half, but. Uh, were you disappointed that they didn't do anything in the trade deadline? I got sucked into AJ Green mania. Certain people on Saints Twitter were claiming it was a done deal, that they had sources. And I got sucked in for a good 10 minutes, and I was fantasizing about AJ Green being on the Saints. Even though, if you listen to this podcast and you're a patron and you help us have a podcast every day, you listen to the Cat Terrell of The Athletic, and she told you people four weeks ago Cincinnati doesn't do trades in season get that AJ Green nonsense and that Tyler Tyler Eifert nonsense out of your head because Cincinnati don't they don't trade in season even when it benefits them they just don't do it and I still got that directly yeah she told that directly to you and you still (laughs) thought that they were gonna trade I'm stupid you're yeah yeah it's true, Dave. But were you disappointed? I was crushed for like five minutes, and then I got on with my life. But were you disappointed that they didn't do any trades? I was not. I wasn't expecting them uh, to do anything. Uh, so, no. I barely gave it a thought, to be quite honest. Man, last week was rough. Between the Saints not doing anything in the trade deadline, the Astros losing the World Series, it was a hard week in the Marlboro house. It really was. I'm not going to lie. Um but yesterday, Dave, was a good day. I felt like it was it was national, let's make sure the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC day in the NFL. Like, all the good NFC teams, Green Bay lost, Minnesota lost, Tampa could have done us a solid and held on to their two-touchdown lead, but they couldn't, and they... So Seattle ended up winning. But, but yesterday was a really good day for the Saints. So... Before we look back... Panthers won, though. Panthers. Pan- yeah, but I feel like the Panthers, they, they only beat... They beat but, bad but we teams. We get to play them twice. 
But whenever they play a good team, they get kicked in the nuts. You know? They only um, beat the Titans by 10 points. Yeah, I mean, the, the Titans, Titans aren't bad. They're 4-5. and five. Not No, but bad. I mean, like, they play San Francisco, they get kicked in the nuts. They'll go to Green Bay this week and get kicked in the nuts. Like, you know. There are no New York Jets. <laughs> My wife was mad the Dolphins won because they now they're not in the position to get the yeah. top pick. Yeah. They can't, they can't even tank them. correctly. Yeah. Um. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But so you weren't disappointed at the trade deadline, but you know I was thinking, Dave, and and it of all the the craziness that because the Saints are seven and one, and if you'd have told us in August that the Saints were seven and one, we'd be like, ah, oh, that's possible, that's likely. But the way they've gotten to it has been just amazing and crazy and that sort of thing. But I was thinking of the most crazy part of the first half of the year, and I have to say, it's Michael Thomas being the most valuable player on the Saints and the best player on the team and the most important player on the team, that's been the most surprising to me. You know, he we always thought, yeah, he's really good, right? But Drew Brees has a lot to do with him being great. But he's been great with Brees. He's been great with Bridgewater. He's on pace to break the catch record. Like, to me, that's the most stunning part of the first half, that Michael Thomas is now the most valuable Saint. Is that the most stunning thing to you, or is there something else? I don't think it's stunning. I think everything you say is absolutely true about Mike Thomas, but not, none of that is shocking or surprising. I mean, obviously, being 7-1 and one and having Teddy Bridgewater win you five games is, is stunning. Um, you know, but, you know, even, and obviously you could make an argument that Kamara is great, Drew Brees is great, Cam Jordan is great, um, but they've been able to win games without Kamara. Uh, Latavius Murray has stepped up. Ladavius Murray, as we like to call him. Uh, you know, Breeze goes down. Bridgewater steps up. Um, Speaking of Latavius Murray, your Ladavious. your ex Boo last yeah, night yeah, yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, you saw, I tweeted you saw at you. Twink, you saw those twinkle toes on the sideline. Yeah, I I tweeted at you. You didn't respond. I said that you're. Were you sad watching Mark Ingram run all over the Patriots last night? I was sad. Well. Yeah. You didn't expect me to get my head out of the ice cream bucket 
while I was sobbing, just it's to reply to your tweet, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, no, he looks great. He looks great. He looks faster, man. Ever since he got yeah, on the juice the and he got suspended, wearing, he's looked amazing. Black well, they were wearing all black last night. That makes everybody look a lot faster. That's true. But, but uh, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy he gets to be on a team. You know, I'm happy he gets to be on a team where he still gets to win and be a contender and maybe even possibly pay, play the Saints in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I would have been it would have been sad if he had to be stuck somewhere like in Miami. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that. Nobody puts baby in a corner. You'd be. It'd be like seeing your. It'd be like walking by and your ex is homeless, begging for money. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, oh. I, I just wanted to break up. I hated you when we were dating, but after we stopped dating, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't wish the worst on you. I don't want you to be a cracked, addicted, homeless yeah. person. Come on, get your act together. It only makes Here's, us all look bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I actually used to love you, and now you're addicted to crack. Um, so that was it. Was the thing is with with Ingram is like you said. I didn't think of the all black makes him look faster, but it, you're right, it does. So my my theory that he's he's looked better since he he got suspended for the for the HGH or whatever. Um, but the the thing with the Saints, Dave, is. They're playing Atlanta this week, and we'll get into it. But I saw something. Atlanta did something today that I, I can't remember doing. They didn't fire anybody on the coaching staff, but they literally were like, hey, Raheem Morris, we know you coach wide receivers. You're going to coach defensive backs now. And this dude you were coaching here, you're going to coach over there. Like They rearranged what positions guys were coaching. This is The Falcons did this? this yes. Is, that That's, I mean... If, if ever there was that just it just reeks of desperation it does I mean, they're just they're just they're just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks at this point i mean what the fuck i mean this this this, this franchise is oh my god i mean best. could you imagine if the saints like at the nadir of the rob ryan years that want that on a monday sean payton was like look rob ryan he's coaching tight ends now and Pete Carmichael, he's running the defense. We're just going to give it a whirl and see how it goes because it can't be any worse. Like, that to me, it's not even rearranging the, de- the, the deck chairs on the Titanic. It, it, it's, it's almost like if you, Dave, one day you were like, eh, you know, the whole T-shirts and Greek paraphernalia, it's not working out. We're going to start pouring concrete. Gonna be a construction business. Like it's just it, it it makes no sense, and it's not even. I wouldn't even call it. It's desperation, but it's just it's borderline insanity. Uh, it's it's just it's just stupid. I mean, it's <laughs> it's comedy. Sure, that's what how, it is. How, yeah, how poorly run of an organization. Uh. The, the, the Falcons are so bad that um, uh, we've got the Jefferson Parish school system. We do uh, using the Atlanta Falcons uh, to teach math. You saw that. You saw that tweet. <laughs> the video that they put you. Did the, see that? Vid- I mean, the video, the production quality of the video is so corny and cheesy. Uh, you know, and, and like they get the kids to act, and so when you have really bad child actors, it's it's like really cringeworthy. Uh, but yeah, they were basically doing math problems using the whole twenty-eight to three. Yeah. 
you know, okay, well, the Falcons did have a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl, um, but the Patriots won 34 to 28. So, how many points did the Falcons score? Zero. Oh, that's right. Zero points. The Falcons scored in the second half. How many points did the Patriots score? 31. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, oh, Drew Brees, thumbs up. And all the kids put their thumbs up and they're all wearing bandages around their thumb because they're injured because they're Drew Brees. It is a comedy fact that any Falcons 28 to 3 joke always lands. Yeah, if, if, if you haven't fact. seen it, go to the, I think it was the Jefferson Parish School System. I think it was their yeah. official Twitter account. I mean, that's just, that's just a way that they were having a meeting and they're like, we, we this, this, this Twitter thing, we're, we're tweeting, we're tweeting all the time. It's not working. People don't care about our school system. And somebody was like, let's make a 28 to 3 joke. And they're like, hells to the yeah. And they just, shit blew up. Now they got and then more. It goes, then it goes viral. And then, uh, then New- Jefferson Parish becomes the greatest public school system. The news the picks it up. It's probably the lead on the news at the, at the, the 12 and the, and the four o'clock news, you know? Um, yeah. Somebody said this, the Falcons were ranked 28. The Saints were ranked third. Like there's no, the, the 28 to three jokes is a bottomless, uh, everlasting spring of just goodness it'll it'll it will it will literally last until the falcons win a super bowl and their so their fan base is so broken andrew stumbled upon a twitter thread where fans were arguing with each other some of them were like even if we win a super bowl it doesn't cure the pain of blowing a 25 point lead and andrew was like this fan base is so broken they're worried that even a championship won't fix them. And it was just... They are so scarred. And I just, like, turned out the lights and put on some Barry White and just read the tweet over and over again really slow. So, oh, somebody mentioned in the chat room, Willie Sneed looked good last night. Yeah, that's the one. Mark Ingram, he doesn't hurt that bad because Latavius Murray is looking good. And Latavius Murray is, like, 80% as good as Mark Ingram, but, like, 60% of the price. The Saints, they could really use Willie Sneed because remember Cam Meredith? He was a dud, and they paid him about as much as Willie Willie Sneed makes with the Ravens. Willie Sneed was one. I I was watching him last night, Dave. I was like, I miss you, Willie. Why did you have to drink and get a DUI and get in the doghouse? (laughs) I know. Look, I know we're like obviously a little concerned about wide receiver, but. I I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel like they're going to start using Taysom Hill more in the passing yeah. game. I really feel like he's he's more so than he's ever been, uh, partially because they trust him and because he's good at it and partially because there's a need there. Uh, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Taysom is going to kind of be a Band-Aid uh, and, and fix a little bit of this. You know, we, we were, me and Andrew were talking about that late late last week going into Dubai and and I and there was a stat that I saw that really sort of eased my mind and it's not really player based but in spite of missing Drew Brees in spite of not having Kamara for a couple weeks and Cook Jared Cook for a couple weeks the Saints are still ninth in third down conversion rate so to me like that shows that the offense is okay 
You know, they're, they're, they're kind of like 15th in points, 24, but Breeze will get back, and hopefully that'll get up. But the, to me, Dave, seeing that they were ninth in third down conversions, it really eased my mind. And I think you were right about Taysom Hill. But would you say that if I said to you, Dave, second half of the year, we know Michael Thomas is going to be number one in receptions. Who's going to be uh, – maybe Kamara will be number two. But who's going to be the third guy with the most receptions? Do you think it's going to be Taysom Hill, or do you think it's going to be Jared Cook or, or Traquan Smith Ted, or another person? Ted Ted Ginn, probably. Ted. I would say. I'd probably say. I'd probably say Ted Ginn. Um, well, going back to what you were saying, you know, third down, ninth in the league, third down. I mean, Mike Smith. I mean, Mike Thomas. Uh, Mike Smith. Mike Michael Smith. Thomas. Fat Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Michael Thomas uh, obviously has. Uh, a lot to do with that. I mean, he's he's a go-to guy. And that's what I was going to say earlier, and I, we got sidetracked, but what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about, um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but, you know, Michael Thomas is the one guy on this team, on this offense, that cannot get injured. Uh, you know, again, Kamara can get injured, and Latavius Murray can come in, that's great. Uh, Drew Brees can get injured, Teddy Bridgewater can come in, and that's great. But Teddy Bridgewater can't can't win games um, without Mike Thomas, you know, Mike Thomas is just, uh, he's every quarterback's wet dream. I mean, he's, <laughs> he always is. Open. he's always open. He's always making the catch. Uh, he can be trusted. He can, you can throw it, uh, to places where only he can get it. And other guys can't, can't do that. Can't get it. And I mean, he, and he, I'm on third down. If you've got third and four, third and five, third and six, and you're doing a short pass, he's the guy you're going to go to because you know you're going to get it. Uh, um, Somebody so. said in the chat room, we need mute, we need a sound bite for every time we talk about Mike Thomas. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, we need like a, we need a sound up. But here's, the, here's the thing, and, and this is going to sound weird. Michael Thomas. Look, I've I've never been one of these people, you know, certain people on Saints Twitter is like, he's really good, but he's not top five. I was never like, I didn't care to have that argument because, like, if you're arguing whether he's fifth or he's seventh, I don't give a fuck. But the thing that, that really sort of changed my perception about Mike Thomas, and I just, he, he became even more amazing in my mind, Dave, was when they went to Chicago. They didn't have Kamara. They didn't have Jared Cook. And the Bears... Literally knew if the Saints are going to throw the ball, it's going to be Mike Thomas. On third down, it's going to be Mike Thomas. And the Bears still, they couldn't cover him. And he was running wide open for huge plays on third and long. And to me, that just, I was like, wow. Mike Thomas had 130 yards against a top five defense. And he's literally the only functioning functioning receiver the Saints have. <laughs> and and I, I just, like, my my appreciation and awe of him went from, like, an 8.5 to, like, a 12 out of 10. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I, I just, it was it was one of those moments where he, it, my perception of him changed off of that one game. Yeah, no, I think he's, again, uh, you, that's why we were talking about him earlier, because you asked me about an MVP of the uh, of the season for the half season for the saints. And I, I, I genuinely really and truly do think that it's Mike Thomas, even over somebody like Drew Brees. Um, again, if Mike Thomas is out, uh, the offense has, I think has a really hard time 
moving the ball as easily as they do uh, and converting third down, like you said. Um, but again, Drew Brees goes out. Teddy Bridgewater can step in and Mike Thomas can help Teddy Bridgewater be a successful quarterback. Um, and having Mike Thomas obviously helps the running game. Um, so I, it's just without a doubt, he's here. He's the, here's the question so. that I was thinking of too. And I was, writing my channel four column for the week. And I was thinking about writing on, I ended up writing on a Michael Thomas, but I could have wrote it on Cam Jordan. You know, Cam Jordan has eight sacks. If the saints get to 14 and two or 13 and three and Cam Jordan gets to 16, 17, 18 sacks, which, oh, by the way, Atlanta's offensive line is dreadful. And if Matt Schaub plays Sunday, they're going to sack him 900 billion times. But if Cam Jordan, Dave, can get to to 16-plus sacks and the Patriots' defense sort of, like they did last night, sort of comes back down to earth and isn't one of the great statistical defenses of all time and is just pretty good, can we start talking about Cam Jordan getting Defensive Player of the Year? You could, but I just... I don't know. Cam Jordan's just not one a flashy guy. He's just not popular across the league, I feel like, as compared to other defensive guys. And, you know, right now the talk is about the Bosa. He brothers. was MVP for Halloween, though. Did you see his Halloween <laughs> costume, costume no. at, the, at the Pelicans game? No, I didn't. He was a referee. With complete with a flag in his pocket. It was amazing. <laughs> Cam Jordan is my favorite. And he also had a great quote today about, we say it's every other week, uh, 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 that uh, it's just another game, but it's not because it's Atlanta. Like, I was just like, my heart, like, I just, I just, my heart started to flutter. Like, to know that Cam Jordan hates the Falcons as much as we do. Um, well, he's, he's petty, so he's, uh, <laughs> he's petty. He's, he, he, he He's one of us. He belongs with us. <laughs> He's petty, petty AF, as the kids say. So, yeah, I mean, this the thing that's been amazing about this defense is basically, and I think we talked about it maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago is, you know, you know, as we go off season, we do, we do the podcast every week and we do it every day now for the patrons that you should subscribe $7. You get access to a podcast every day and we'll ship you a Magnum Nacuzzi. But, you know, so we talk about these things and we talked about the defense all off season about like what had to go right for it to be better. And we, we talked about how we thought it would be really hard for it to be better because, you know, Demario Davis probably maybe wouldn't be as good, and would Davenport take the leap, and would you know Garner Johnson be good in the secondary? How would the secondary respond? Would Eli Apple progress? And like everything on the defense, Dave, it's like check, check, check. It's like literally everything has worked out to all our hopes and dreams. I can't think of anything on this defense that isn't going well. Which, which. As a Saints fan, as you know, the last 10 years, like to say that about the defense, it, to say it out loud almost scares me. Well, I can say one thing, and that's I, I really miss Alex Anzalone. I wish he was out there. I miss the hair. Uh, I miss you playing. You probably don't even – oh, you do have it. You still got it. Great. I, I got it. It's on the soundboard forever. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe once Anzalone goes on IR, the soundbite, the Mario music goes on IR too. No. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, it's been great. I mean, you know, it started off a little shaky for us for the secondary 
we look we were a little worried there to begin with but uh you know by week three week four whatever Lattimore got into shape and everybody else has fallen in line and they've, they've looked awesome they looked awesome um, Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson uh he's coming in he's a little uh, punk and I mean that in the most positive sense right. like he's yeah. a little he's arrogant yeah. he's got the little attitude that you need for the little slot corner like I, I'm I'm down for him he's gonna be he's going to be really really good if he can stay healthy yeah, I know. I agree. I like him. I like him a lot. He's got a lot of attitude. <laughs> so, is there? I mean, you you look at this defense, and the thing is, their the hard part of their schedule is behind them. You know, you know. We say, well, you know, they had a bunch of sacks against uh, Deshaun Watson, and they haven't had a lot of sacks lately. But I think that's just a, a function of the teams they played with Russell Wilson. You don't want to rush him because he can scramble. Garner Minshew, they wanted to keep him in the pocket. Uh, even Trubisky, kind of the same thing. He could run, um, and and uh, Kyler Murray too. But Dave, you look at the schedule where. They get Atlanta twice with their crap offensive line. You get Tampa again with their crap offensive line. You get Tennessee with their garbage offensive line and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Like, this defense, I think the sacks are about to rain down upon us, and it's going to be fantastic. Am I wrong to think that we're about to have a sack, like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, sackapalooza or whatever. Am I wrong to think that? Sack buffet. Time to eat, boys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, uh, I, it, it, it may not actually work out that way, but yeah, on paper, absolutely, on paper, like you said, the schedule gets easier. Uh, the, the competition should be a little bit easier. So yeah, they should definitely uh, start to ramp it up a little bit. Yeah, people in the, the people in the chat are arguing about what uh, what the Saints should do in the off season on who they should keep and whatnot. Um, I like okay, it better when halfway, you people we're halfway through the season. We're already talking about the off season. Yeah, yeah. I like it better when you people argue about what Halloween candy are elite and what Halloween candies are trash. Um, by the way, Dave, the Popeyes chicken sandwich, uh, it'll be back shortly, right? Or it's, is it already back? No, yesterday. Yesterday, was, have you have you partaken official. of the, the the return of the Popeyes chicken sandwich? No. First, first of all, I there were rumors that a couple of the Popeyes around here in my area uh, had them a, a couple of days early, ahead of time, before Sunday, and obviously they were doing the major countrywide release on Sunday while Chick-fil-A was closed just to take a little shot. Uh, there's a little bit more of that New Orleans New Orleans pettiness for you right there. Um, but, uh, no, I, uh, as fuck. my, see my, my problem with it is I've had some good ones and I've had some bad ones and, uh, it's like super disappointing when you go and you order one and it's like the shitty one. Like I've gotten it one time. They, they didn't put pickles on it. Uh, and I really feel like the pickles make that thing. Um, so I, you know, it's hit or miss, but I, I'll, I'll grab one soon. I'll grab, grab one soon. But right now, right now it's McRib season. Okay. McRib is back. <laughs> and, uh, anybody who's known me for at any point in my entire life knows that, uh, I am a, uh, uh just a sucker for a good, uh, 
I don't understand. Sometimes, Dave. Processed rib meat sandwich. Sometimes I I marvel that you're still alive and still doing this podcast after a decade because your eating habits are atrocious. You literally, I we've literally had had podcasts where people can hear you eating a pound of Sour Patch Kids and you're downing it. You're chasing it with a McRib. I worry about your health. Like your health is. Uh, I've got good genes, Ralph. I've got good genes. <sighs> I don't know. The only thing I got good was my father had really good teeth, and that's it. The rest of my body is just a shit show. Well, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. My father has, has had really bad teeth his whole life, but he's 81, and he has smoked at least a pack a day since he was like 15, probably. And uh, he's fine. Totally fine. See, that's like so, my that was a, an aunt that I had. She smoked, and she was like in the she 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 lived to be like eighty seven. She literally like my dad uh, went to her house, and she was she was like eighty six, eighty seven. She was dead. She literally had a lit cigarette in the ashtray and a glass of wine and the remote in her hand. And I was like, I was like, that is the way to fucking go. And, but she's she used my to say, hero. I didn't even know. I never met the woman already. My fucking hero. Already <laughs> she would basically say, she, she'd be like, should you quit smoking? Cause my grandma quit smoking. She's like, I'm not quitting smoking. I'm too old. Like it's, it's done. It's a done deal. Like either I've got it or I won't like I'm, I'm 70. Like I've been smoking since I was 15. Like, you know, <laughs> Like the 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 uh, that that uh, that ship has sailed. Um, so I always admired her, you know. But but that is that is, that and my father dying on his fishing boat. That I think that's the way to go. Just not no suffering. Just here one day, gone the next. But anyway, we don't talk about death. Uh, except well, for now, I, I have I have a lot of questions now. But I guess we won't get into. What? Go go ahead. Go, you have questions. You can ask questions. We can well, get weird. <laughs> You said your father passed away on the fishing boat, but okay, but like, what? Just of natural causes, or? Well, they. Well, here's the thing. Like, my mom, she didn't. She didn't. They were. They were so sad. My and my wife is groaning because they didn't do. They didn't do an autopsy for whatever reason. So they didn't. They don't know. My my. My part of it was he had, he had just gotten diagnosed with Parkinson's, so maybe that was part of it. But part of it was thinking that like he had like uh, issues where he would you know sometimes he would have like acid reflux. It could have been that. It could have been a heart attack. You never know. Wait, you can die from acid reflux. Well, yeah. If you're like if you're like sleeping wrong and it comes up, and I guess you could you know. Well, you just said dying. You, you choke, just said right? He died on the boat, and that was like an optimal way to go. But you didn't say. Yeah, well, me yeah, to... but I mean, like to well, me, took, like they, that's they better. Took, like I would much rather. In the Sopranos. I yeah, I would much rather die on the boat <laughs> than like a... in the hospital bed with an IV hooked up, up to me. Now, granted, I wouldn't want to be like big pussy and get like four bullets and then dumped overboard. I... That's why I was asking because you said your dad they went out on a boat ride and like he never came back. <laughs> he never came back. No, 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 no. My father wasn't. My father wasn't in the Lacombe, Louisiana mob. He wasn't. He wasn't mobbed up like the Sopranos. <sighs> Although if he would have been, it would have been fine. Uh well, this has gone uh, totally off this the rails. This is gone, but you see, though, this is the people that listen. This is what they listen for. And oh, by the way, I want to remind people: sign up for the live show December fourteenth. Dave, we are at one hundred and fifteen signups, I believe. That was the last check from Andrew. 
How uh, many? 115. Uh, Jesus. I don't that's even think, a, is that room, is, is the fire marshal, have they looked into <laughs> how many people can be I in that room the, upstairs? I think the room, I think they can put in 250 chairs and it can seat up to 300. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Hey, man. And Channel 4 is going to make me a, Channel Channel 4 is going to make me a, a graphic. Uh, so I get to promote it two weeks prior. So that'll be fun. So, and, right, we, we haven't, if you, if you RSVP, we give you a shirt. And the more shirts we have to order, the cheaper the cost. So RSVP and get yourself a shirt. But I also want to remind people of that. But I also wanted to thank Dave, thank them, Dave. Dave, two consecutive week, two consecutive months, we've had thirty thousand downloads. In fact, at one point last week, we reached seventy-seven on the most listened to Apple uh, football podcasts. What number? What was that? Seventy-seven. Wow. Right. I just want to be. I just want to be top Football fifty podcast. Uh, yeah, I in America. I just want to be top right. fifty one time. I think we could do it if people cared about me and y'all would just all group up, or if we could get like a big, huge guest. I think we could we could push us to fifty. But that's my that's my dream. If if you want to get me something for Christmas, get us in the top fifty. Dear Santa. Dave Daniel says number one in the off topic podcast. But basically <laughs> off topic and bad audio is our brand. Hashtag on brand. A- hashtag on brand. The Cowboys are beating the Giants twenty. Did, did has Jason Witten scored a touchdown? I need him to score a touchdown so I can have a second consecutive victory in the Saints Happy Hour Auction League, that's the league where I paid one hundred and eighty-two dollars mm-hmm. for Jared Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm now not, you have Jason Witten. As I need out. Jason. Yeah, I need. I picked him up off of waivers because Josh Hill was my tight end and he was on a buy. So I need Jason Witten to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's a shot in the dark, Dave. Um, uh, their their other tight end had a had a uh, touchdown. That doesn't do me any good. And I think it I was, was playing forty-five like catch catch. Yeah. All right. Ooh, did Gallup just score a touchdown? Because he's on my fantasy. <laughs> All right. We got questions. Over under this week for Taysom gets the hat trick, a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and he throws for a touchdown. Uh, wait, over under? I don't, how, how do we set that? Oh, yeah. That's not really a good question, Russ. But but do you think <laughs> if, if that did happen, Russ, if he got the hat trick – that would be fucking amazing. Like, if he got the hat trick and Atlanta lost 28-3, they would have to send Dan Quinn back to Atlanta on the bus. Like, um, Has that ever happened? Has anybody ever done that before? No. Well, the the, the USC, they fired Lane Kiffin. Uh, no, I mean, run a touchdown. Oh, I'm sure they have. Touchdown and throw a touchdown. I'm sure they have. Uh, Thomas Stewart asks, with the Pats exposed and the 49ers suspect, when will national media be forced to recognize the Saints as the most complete team in the NFL? Will national recognition jinx the team? Can they play as the favorite? Do you do you do you mind that the national media sort of shuns the Saints? No, I prefer it. I mean, I like you know as we get later in the season and the Saints keep winning. I mean, I I like that I can listen to you know national shows uh, or the mainstream media and they talk about my team. But at the same time, uh, I I don't 
I, I like the Saints playing as underdogs better than as uh, favorites. I Fredo asks. I think that's where they they fit best. Yeah, I like them. Just not. You don't want to be too far off the radar because that means you're not that good. So I like the Saints where they are. Fredo asks, any chance the Saints Niners game gets flexed to Sunday Night Football? The game currently is Rams Seahawks, and the national TV game is Chiefs Chiefs Pats. No way. If it if, well, if you it's first of all well it's set for a noon game. It could it could be flexed to a later afternoon yeah. game maybe like the game of the week. Uh, I don't know about the Sunday night game, but I definitely there's no way they're keeping that game at noon. I don't know though. I don't think so. No way they keep that game at noon. Yeah, I mean, especially if the 49ers continue undefeated, but the 49ers schedule gets brutal. And I think guy who blogs occasionally still, but uh, doesn't blog as much. Reed had a great point of are the 49ers the Josh McDaniels Broncos who started out like six and one or something. And then their back half of their schedule was just brutal. And they ended up eight and eight. Um, I think that 49ers will end up. Time like, will tell. Time, they'll end up at least 10 and six, 11, five. If the saints win the super bowl, Dave, does Teddy's perfect record, get him into the saints hall of fame, regardless of where he plays next season. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think so. Billy fucking Kilmer's in the Saints Hall of Fame. I, oh, yeah. Chris, well, yes, yeah. it would. <laughs> Not at first, but eventually it would. And oh, by the way, did you see how Teddy Bridgewater spent his buy? He went to his high school in Florida and got with the dance team and learned the step and was doing the strut. Just, it's just amazing. I, I need, I need the Saints to do Gloomus magic, cat magic, and keep Teddy Bridgewater and Breeze for next year. I need Teddy Bridgewater as my Breeze heir. I need it. Um, this is from James. Where would Dan Quinn, where would getting Dan Quinn fired rank on the scale of Saints-Falcons moments? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, that's That's got to be tough. I mean, first of all, it's, it's, a poss- it's a real possibility. It's a real possibility uh, that it could happen. And uh, I don't know. What's... I mean, top, I mean what's, if you rank Saints' there? top moments, I mean, the 42 to nothing beating in 87 is, is up there. The Saints-Falcons playoff game, even though it ended badly for the Saints, that's a top moment. The Big Ben moments in the 70s, 78, 79, where Atlanta hit two Hail Marys. They had a Hail Mary, and then they had a pass, a pass interference on a Hail Mary uh, and won both games, and they went to the playoffs, and the Saints didn't. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, other Saints. The, the, the Julio Copter is, is a top one. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving moment, you know. Um, you know, it, it would be it would be it it would probably be if the Saints got if the Saints got Dan Quinn fired and won twenty eight to three, it would probably be like the second greatest moment in Saints history besides winning the Super Bowl. Like I kid you not. Like Atlanta fa- Atlanta fans would want to draw and quarter Dan Quinn if he let if if the Saints win twenty eight to three Sunday. Like it would just it would it would break them as a fan base, I think. Um, this is an interesting question. Bigger fail. Baker Mayfield not being able to connect with Odell Beckham Jr. on fourth down or the Falcons not being able to trade Beasley for a Popeye's chicken sandwich and a Pepsi. <laughs> who, who submitted this question? That's from Patrick. 
I mean, uh, bigger. Mm, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Odell Beckham and. Uh, I mean, Odell Beckham made end stage Eli look competent most weeks, <laughs> and Mayfield. Baker Mayfield just like the the Browns are an example of. If you make a very bad hire at head coach, it doesn't matter how talented your roster is, you're fucked. And they just made a god-awful hire. And yes, in case you people in the chat room want to ask, I'm still extremely bitter that I picked the Browns week one in our survivor pool and I lost. And I got put out. And by the way, there's only 15 people left. That's on you, man. One of them is my mother. She is super excited <laughs> that she may win the Saints Happy Hour Survivor Pool. That'll be fun. I'll do a podcast with my mom, and we can just go over uh, how I became a Saints fan, and she can just list all the times they lost when I was younger and I cried. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, have you have you ever seen – Dave, have you ever seen a team with so many key young players with playoff experience like the Saints? Uh you know, and he lists them all. I mean, this team is really young, and they have a ton of guys. Do you think the – I'll flip it this way. Do you think the playoff experience helps them or hurts them this year? I don't – I mean, I don't – you know, I never played football. I never even got close to playing football. Uh, I mean, why what, – what, is, what does the playoff experience have to do with – how well yeah, you play in the I don't know. Season. I mean, I mean, what is this? What? I, don't, the, I mean, I, don't. I can think of a bunch of teams that won the Super Bowl. Like I think the, playoff experience might help you in in the playoffs. You know, if you've got guys <laughs> that were in the playoffs last year and you're in the playoffs this year, uh, you know, that's that's one thing. But I'm not. I don't know whether how much that helps you in the regular season. Ooh, here's a good question from Wicker. If the Saints are up twenty-eight to three and in scoring position late in the game, what does Sean Payton do? Take a knee. Take a knee. <laughs> yeah, I don't – the thing is, though, I don't necessarily think – I mean, it would be fantastic if the Saints – at the final score was 28-3. to But really, if any point on Sunday the scoreboard is Saints 28, Falcons 3, like that's all we need. It's all about the selfies and the pictures, right? It doesn't have to end that way. It just has to be on the scoreboard in the Superdome to make us happy. Right, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, we just have to have the memories. The memory is what's most important. Ooh, here's a good question from uh, Dreamu. By the way, that would probably catapult to the number one Falcon Saints moment ever. <laughs> it would. I mean... And then number, number, number two would be Dan Quinn being fired. So we would get the top two, we would get the top two Saints Falcons moments um, in one day, one day. I hopefully my my forever twenty eight to three T shirt will be in in it'll be in time so I can wear it on my live shot Monday morning on WWL and you guys can see it. And if the Saints win twenty eight to three, it can I just I won't even need to make the joke. It'll just be across my chest. Um, so that's who. So here's a good question. For me, uh, how who has the better chance of winning a title this year, the Saints or LSU? Um, I mean, big game I would, this Saturday, huh? Well, I mean, it, the thing is, I think if I think the the loser between LSU and Alabama, as long as the game is close, 
I think the loser will still get in the playoff if they win out. So I would probably lean LSU just because I think even if LSU loses Saturday, if they win out, they'll get in the playoff. And to win the college playoff, you only got to win two games. For the Saints, they got to win three games and they got to get the number one seed. So they got to get to 13, 14 wins maybe. I I would probably lean LSU as a better shot to win than the Saints, but it's but it's close and that's cool. Uh, Dave, Tulane. I don't I don't I don't I was about to say I don't know why Tulane wasn't an option in that uh, in that question. <laughs> well, Tulane is six and three. They're bowl eligible for the second time, back to back years. First time in twenty years that they're bowl eligible. In yeah, buddy. How are you feeling about the Green Wave? Give us the, your thirty second Green Wave update. <laughs> uh i'm feeling good i mean i'm happy that they they got the win they were supposed to beat tulsa they got they 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 took care of business um but the rest of the schedule is tough we've got to buy this weekend and then we go to philly for temple that's not going to be an easy game then back home for ucf and then we take on uh one loss smu so i mean you know i i said nine wins at the beginning of the season which means they've got to win out at this point. <laughs> From this point out their conference uh, is sneaky damn good like yeah oh yeah the aac you know i've been talking about this a lot with a lot of people uh, the last few weeks uh you know and the aac's whole marketing thing is that is the p6 you know the power six they put it on their you know on their yardage markers on the chain gang uh at all their games and I mean, basically, what they're just saying is, let's just ex- let's instead of having Power Five conferences, let's have six. Let's include the AAC, and let's let that le- let's give at least one team in the AAC a chance to compete in the college football playoff and win a national championship. And I think that's a totally fair and a totally legitimate ask. I mean, Ooh, you've they- got you've got SMU, Memphis, Cincinnati. Uh, Tulane's up and coming. Houston has fallen off, but they were good. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got a few teams in the top twenty-five. Daniel uh, said. Daniel says highlights top five Saints Falcons moments. Breeze's spin move. Gleason with the block punt. Oh yeah, uh, how could we forget Gleason? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that would be it. But but I would say Fredo asked if there was a Saints fan Hall of Fame, where would twenty-eight to three would it get in? Of course, it would get in. If the Saints, if the Saints fan base had a Hall of, if if Saints Twitter had a Hall of Fame, twenty-eight to three would have its own wing in that Hall of Fame, Alfredo. That's how, that's how big. So, um, so thanks to everybody for the questions, Dave. We got to make a prediction on this game. Uh, I have to say this is going to be an awkward week for me because people that listen to our gambling show, which, by the way, you should listen to the gambling show. Uh, Dave, if people wanted to gamble, where should they go? Ooh, that's a uh, that's a good question. Let me pull up my ad copy so I can read it. I wasn't really prepared. I was going <laughs> I was in, going into my pantry to steal some uh, Halloween candy. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, as a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? 
We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off of the sidelines and get in the game with MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with MyBookie. Are you tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off of everything else and back on the game. And the best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Just use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Ah, gambling. I love it. And I'm ahead. Bet against Rutgers, you win money. But also, Dave, I'm conf- I- I'm a little not torn this week, but it- but it's part of the deal. If you listen to our gambling show every Friday, which you should, we live stream it. You can listen to the archived version if you're a pa- if you're a patron. Uh, you know that every week during the NFL year, I bet every double digit underdog, and so far, double digit underdogs are 12 and 10 for the year. But this week, it gets a little dicey because one of the double-digit underdogs is the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are favored by 12.5 against the 1-7 Falcons. Dave, who you got Sunday? Well, I wouldn't take that bet. I would. Uh, that's one double-digit underdog that I would not bet, uh, bet on. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is probably the most... I feel like I'm saying this as I'm saying it, I'm jinxing us. But, I mean, so far this season, I would say this is as sure of a win as the Saints have had on their schedule so far. And I know you predicted 28-3 to on your morning uh, video <laughs> chat with Eric Paulson. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, that's, that's still not enough. I think it's going to be an even bigger beatdown than that. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, what, he's not going to play, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they don't even have Matt Ryan. They were terrible before with Matt Ryan. They're even worse now without Matt Ryan. Uh, they've got nothing left to play for. They really have nothing left to even live for. And uh, <laughs> like we discussed earlier, Dan Quinn might possibly uh, might possibly need to hitchhike his way back to uh, a- Atlanta. Uh... So I'm going to say uh... – oh, and by the way, Drew Brees is back. So go fuck yourselves. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Saints 35. There's not even going to be any field goals. It's going to be all touchdowns. Uh, <sighs> Saints offense are going to it's going to cut through Atlanta's defense like a hot knife in butter. <laughs> but uh, 35-35-6 Saints Ooh. win. Uh, and uh, I'll go with we'll go with Taysom Hill for the player of the game. Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna say the thing He's for me have is over 100 yards receiving first 100 yard receiving game from Taysom. It's hard. It's hard to predict. I agree with you. This is. I think the game that the Saints have to worry about with Atlanta is the Thanksgiving Day game because that's on the road and it's a short week and it could get weird. This game, the Saints are gonna win. I, I do think 
the competitiveness or the amount of ass whooping the Saints are going to lay on Atlanta depends on if Matt Ryan plays. If Matt Ryan plays, the Saints could are still going to beat Atlanta down, but the the point spread gets a little dicey. The 12 and a half, I think Atlanta could cover it. I think it could be moderately competitive for a while. Although Atlanta's defense, it is a shit show. It's if you haven't watched the Falcons this year and you and you just sort of hate you 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 hate follow them but you don't actually watch their games, their defense is Saints level 2014 2015 bad. Like they don't know what they're doing, they can't line up, they get busted coverages, dudes running wide open. So they're they're atrocious. But if Matt Ryan plays, it could be competitive. But Dave, if Matt if 100-year-old Matt Schaub plays, we are talking Saints are going to drop a 40 burger on them. Um so I'm going to say Falcons are going to play Matt Schaub because why would you risk Matt Ryan getting injured against the Saints pass rush? So I'm going to say Saints 42, Atlanta 3. It won't end 28-3, to but we will get our moment of the scoreboard reading 28-3. to And your MVP, Marcus Davenport, is going to have three sacks. How about that? Wow, those are, those are Reggie White-like numbers. Uh, that's like my buddy who thinks uh, <laughs> Marcus Davenport is the second coming of Reggie White. I my, hope my friend so. is also an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. Uh, I meant I played the wrong thing. But uh, so, guys, thanks for joining us in the live stream. Hey, Dave, we had a, we had uh, two consecutive weeks of the live stream not being terrible. Well, that is something else. <laughs> something else. Afraid to say lay the point. So, everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, join us for the daily shows the rest of the week. We'll have, we're gonna have some people from uh, cover LSU. I gotta get in touch with them, but we'll have that Thursday, Friday. We'll have the Atlanta, the full Val- Falcons preview once uh, Andrew makes it back safe uh, and recuperates from his Disney World experience. But uh, thanks for joining us in the chat room. Remember to sign up at the link. RSVP for the live sh- live stream. I mean the the live show, so you can get a T-shirt from my wife. So for Dave, for Andrew and Kevin who are MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.